So, Justin, I uh, went to the movies twice this week. Oh, I'm sorry. I saw... It was... Oh, second time, it was like... We were sitting in the theater like, were you people raised by wolves? There was a guy <laughs> who was there with his kid. Young kid. Kids watching. Eyes wide open. Mouth on the floor. Just like, so stoked to be there. The dad... Watching TikToks full volume for oh. about 15 minutes. What movie were you watching? So that was for The Flash. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Uh, about about two hours into the movie, some guy in the background goes, oh, like big yawn. Oh, no. <laughs> so I saw The Flash, and I also saw Spider-Verse. And uh, I'm not here to like... To, to like speak about those movies specifically, although if you want my review, Spider-Verse good, Flash bad. Um, but How also bad? I don't... I, so I'm not like the target demographic for The Flash. Um, I have seen one Michael Keaton Batman. Um, it's in the trailers. Everyone calm down. Um, I've seen one of those movies, so I don't have like a like affinity for it. You know what I mean? I also don't have an affinity or fondness for any of the DCU or EU, excuse me. So like the whole thing where it's just a big callback to Man of Steel. I'm like, that's the one you really want me to start thinking about? You want me to think about Man of Steel a little bit more? Um so like that all said, I thought it was not very good. Um, but like I listened to the kind of funny review of it because I was curious about how like people who care about these things feel. And um, they like are head over heels in love with it, which is alien to me because I really did. It did not work for me at all. I, but I, I, it's sometimes though like when you go in with such low expectations about something and then you see it and you're like, well, that's actually surprisingly good. Like uh, uh, Shazam, when I saw that first one, I don't sure. think it's, I don't think it's a good movie. And in fact, there's a lot of stuff in it that I was like, oh my god, they just literally murdered someone <laughs> like in the most violent, <laughs> gruesome way. Okay, but like it was like I it didn't hurt me to watch. Yeah. So maybe maybe that's part of it because our expectations are so low that you get anything that's like just there and it's like okay if the flash were one hour and 50 minutes i would have liked it a lot better oh so you watched the snyder cut is what you're saying i did watch the snyder cut of it um so i saw the flash and i also saw spider-verse right uh and spider-verse is incredible but justin can i admit something here I'm sick of the multiverse. I don't find it that compelling. I think it's good in Spider-Man because I think that like the writing's really good. And I like, like, I think that they, I think that is the exception to the rule for me. But like, it feels like everything is like, just like going so deep into the idea of the multiverse. And I will be honest with you, man. I do not give a shit. I don't think like, I, I personally don't find it to be a compelling like idea. Uh, and, and so far for me, like not that many things have like been able to present it in a way that makes me go like, wow, this is kind of cool. You know, like I think Spider-Man does. Right. But I, again, I think that's the exception. Yeah, I think, um, I think Spider-Verse is definitely the exception because it's so like tied to just Spider-Man and they even like call them like in the movie. I hope this isn't necessarily spoiling. They call like things that like change timelines, canon events. So yeah. it's more about in the lines of like the regular story of Spider-Man rather than it being like a full like it is a multiverse, but it feels like it's so digestible because it's just like what's a normal thing that happens in a Spider-Man story? And that has yeah. to happen in all these variations, the canon events. But when you go to the MCU, that is just like it sucks. It's cr- bad. It's, it's insane. It's just there's too much happening, too many characters happening, too many characters who are now abusers that we have to like focus on like in, in oh, these yeah. things like uh both in um uh the Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I think he just came out as, as yes, having allegations against him. him. Yeah. Um it's it's just ridiculous that that all of that is happening and I just think it's so messy and they just they, 
they need to snap it out of existence. You know what ah, I mean? I see what you did there. Uh, uh, I just I'm, I hope that the multiverse stuff kind of stays away from video games, though. I know that like it was in Bayonetta three, but I didn't play that. Um, but like I, I, you know, video games take much longer to make. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Than movies I, do generally. So like, my worry is that like the trend is happening right now, and it's been happening for like I don't know a year and a half or two years at this point. And my worry is that we're gonna start seeing just a shit ton of multiverse video games in like two three years you know what i mean oh yeah i it, when at that point be, it'll be like way 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 played out it'll be too much it'll be too much you imagine the last of us multiverse the uh, one when factions actually came out <laughs> yeah, i can hardly <laughs> even imagine last of us multiplayer um what is the what's the last of us multiverse one where joel is played by oscar isaac and one where joel is played by pedro pascal uh that could be it i would also see it being where um uh it, it was joel who got shot at the very beginning of it Oh, as opposed to uh, what's Sarah. her name, Sarah? Yeah, imagine how that that would change things. Mm. Hey, well, wait okay. a second! I now think. Hold on. Wait now a second! I think I idea. have an idea here. And then Tommy an has idea. to be the surrogate father, but he's also like not that great of a father. So instead of Joel and Ellie, it's Tommy and Sarah. Mmm. Mmm. Wait a second! I like that. I actually do kind of actually like. All, like I, I'd play that game. I mean, like I'd read that comic book. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you wouldn't play I mean, the multiverse play the event. No, I pl- I'd play it if it was made by Naughty Dog. Yeah. What if What if it turns out that in one of the multiverses of Naughty Dog that the clickers are just misunderstood and they want to just like they just want to kiss little, everyone. Give a little kiss. Yeah, that's yeah. all they want. <laughs> They're just trying to be friends. I can't believe that happened and they didn't clarify or like oh, there was I no follow up of that. Like, I was so like. <laughs> I, I'm going to stand by that. That's a good series that I know you're not, you don't agree with it. But the one thing that just has no place in that series is the kiss moment. That's the one well, I, moment they decided to, to divert significantly from. And like hearing the behind the scenes for that, where they're like, it's kind of romantic. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, like what the guys sit down. I want to talk to you. Well, all. What the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> well, Peter, you never seen me eat a mushroom covered pizza before. It is. It is a you moment. haven't seen me eat a mushroom covered pizza before because mushrooms are gross. <laughs> it's hitbox. everyone welcome back to hitbox episode number 149 my name is peter hunspitzek i don't really like mushrooms all that much <laughs> joining me as always is my wonderful friend and co-host back from arizona uh justin makovich justin how are you so i did it for the trip i yeah i finally caved in i had mm-hmm. a flight three and a half hour mm-hmm. flight i decided i would get resident evil 4 the original one on my switch did you really and i would play through it and guess what? Just yet another system I have purchased Resident wow. Evil 4 on that I haven't even played yet. Let me let me hit you with this. Wow. I know. Are we all shocked? Um, did that, you did you like turn it on or nope, did you? I you, downloaded like, it before the it? trip, and then I had probably about like an hour to play video games on the trip, and I just went back to Zelda. 
Yeah, that'll happen. I yeah. um spoiler alert, finished Zelda. Um, which by the way, if, if, as you're seeing this on your feed, you'll notice that there are two episodes going live today. Um, one th- this episode our, our regular news show and then a Zelda Tears of the Kingdom spoiler cast. Obviously that's for those of us who have finished the journey. Um, both of us have um, which is is very fun. Um, just as a general like programming note, I think that might be the way we're, we're sort of experimenting with some stuff. I think that might be the way that we're going to be doing spoiler casts going from here on out. Let us know how you feel about that. I just I feel like it gives people a good way to opt out if they haven't finished a game. You know what I mean? And then jump back in when they have or or whatever, as opposed to just like oh, what episode was that Zelda spoiler cast <laughs> in? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so so if, if let us know how you feel about that if you don't like it or if you do like it um, we're always interested in that sort of stuff um, but we, we feel that this makes it easier for you all to actually listen to us and, and um, hear and, this sort of stuff and not but, rush through a game like Zelda that will take you a lifetime to yeah. actually beat and even though yeah. I've personally beat it I haven't beat it you know what I mean like there's I do like there's a million things I can do on that still trying to get all those light routes and some of them are very difficult. I um I'm so excited to talk to you about that. Uh, what well, we will get to that later, uh, if I may. Here's a quick preview of the news that's coming up. Summer Game Fest has given us a look at the rest of gaming in 2023. EA cuts itself in half, and Diablo 4 has sold a boatload of copies. We're going to talk about all of those headlines and more in a little bit. Before we do, Justin, I want to give our listeners a quick reminder to join our Discord server. The link to that is in the description of this episode. You can also support us on Patreon if you're feeling monetarily generous. That's patreon.com slash hitboxpod. Become a $1 podcast producer or a $3 deluxe podcast producer like Dave Parker and Jay Knoll. This week, we are going to be um, talking about the Nintendo Showcase that got announced for... uh, It's tomorrow when we're recording this, but by the time you're listening to this, it'll be... um, earlier today i know that's a weird way to like phrase it all um but that nintendo showcase that just happened uh we're gonna be talking about that in depth on our bonus show so if you're interested in that three dollars uh three just three dollars and then you know three dollars a month forever uh, <laughs> or or hey if you want if you want to just pay three dollars to listen to that bonus show and then like jump into any of the bonus shows that like are seem interesting to you based on their titles like do it i am not a cop I am not your dad. Do whatever you want. Um, but you can find that there. Uh, otherwise, you're going to have to wait for us to give our general thoughts on the uh, Nintendo Direct uh, next week. Um, you, if you aren't feeling, if you if you don't want to support us on Patreon, all good. Twitter, twitter.com slash hitboxpod. You can follow us there. You can tweet at us your thoughts about the episode, DM us, whatever you want. Um, truly, it's whatever you want. It's your life. And it's the internet. So there's kind of no rules because none of the governments in the world really wanted to deal with it um so just do whatever you want it's fine uh justin <laughs> i'm trying to save myself from talking more about how i feel about our government you want to head into the metacritic roundup <laughs> let's do it metacritic roundup incredible uh, two games or three games, excuse me, in the Metacritic roundup this week. Uh, first up is a game I think we don't have much to say about, which is Aliens: Dark Descent. Uh, borrowing that subtitle from Amnesia: Dark Descent, obviously, uh, Aliens: Dark Descent has launched on PC, where it scored a 74 on PS5. It is unscored on Xbox Series X. It is also unscored, uh, also coming to Xbox One and PlayStation 4. So a 74 for Aliens: Dark Descent. Uh, this is like a tactics 
uh, Aliens Marine game, uh, Aliens Marines game, uh, where you are, I think this was at uh, some showcase at some point or another, maybe Summer Game Fest, or maybe it was the Game Awards. Um, this is in the Aliens universe, Commanding Marines, taking on Xenomorphs. It's a strategy game. What do you think, Justin? Yeah, I mean, I think when, when you're looking at this game, it is a SOCOM-like game um, in terms of, like, tactics. But the cool kind of way that they try to make this unique is they kind of have, like, a fear mechanic with it. It is technically a survivor horror kind of game as well, and they really try to play on the horror. But the longer that your uh, units are actually fighting, the less accurate they become because they get more scared. Uh, what's that one uh, game, uh, something dark, dark uh, game that has like yeah. the fear mechanic? Amnesia, Dark Descent. No, 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 no. It's like, I guess that does do that too, right? It definitely does. Yeah. I'm it's thinking of, it's like a 2D, like uh, Darkest Dungeon. Darkest Dungeon. Yeah, yeah. Very similar to what they do with Darkest Dungeon. So I think it's a cool like kind of mix of different um uh, like genres and styles together so if you like a tactics game this looks like a unique take on it by doing that but ultimately is a tactics game but i think i think it's you know every time i see a uh aliens game i always hope they're not bad because i always go back to uh colonial marines and like think about how much of a disappointment that was you wanna you wanna play a game that is bafflingly bad that like it's 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 one of those games like that to me it's kind of like redfall where like I, I have a field day when I play that. I have the physical copy of Aliens Colonial Marines Ooh. Uh, in the other room, or is it behind me? Uh, in the other room. Um, because, like, I love that shit of just going, what is this? Oh, yeah. How did this happen? How did, like, it is, it's one of those games that, like, really every, every, um, <laughs> like decision was just like the wrong one <laughs> just the, they made the wrong choice that's yeah. why i'm excited to hopefully have the uh, lord of the rings golem be on sale mm, on some yeah, kind of like exactly. really cheap thing because i just have to play it like if this was on Which game is that pass morbid curiosity yeah, yeah i need to know i need to know how bad it is but this does not seem to be bad in that way no, it seems no, to no, be no, okay like that. but a tactics game so you know what you're getting into you know if you like that not my number one game I built a gaming PC for Gears Tactics, Peter, and I I played it for about 10 minutes and said, we're good. Sounds about what everyone's experience with a game like Gears Tactics would be. <laughs> uh, this seems like the XCOM we have at home. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. when you ask your mom, can we stop to get XCOM? And yeah. This is the XCOM you have at home. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. If you're, into, if you're into Aliens stuff, it seems like this won't be the most offensive Aliens video game you've ever played. Um, but it also seems like it might not necessarily set the world on fire. I don't know. I got offered to play this for work, and I uh, said no thanks. Next game here in the Metacritic Roundup is Crash Team Rumble. We've seen this at a handful of, like, showcases. I think, was this announced at the Game Awards? Uh, I think it was, was yeah. I think it was. I I do remember. Um, So this is like a, is this a, it's a a 4v4 team-based game, but it seemed like it was a... um, platform fighter but then it wasn't right it's like a moba it's like a platform i heard it called a platform brawler with moba elements to it um it's basically Mm. one of those where you have different roles that you have you have some attackers some uh defenders some like specialists that make your wampa fruit worth more but you're basically taking wampa fruit and putting it into these depositories and trying to get as much in there as possible first team to get a certain amount of wampa fruit in there is the winner so Pretty like I, I I actually heard a lot of positive buzz coming out of this game um, after people got to play it at that summer games fest. Uh, oh sure, uh, activity like people said it seemed to be pretty fun. Um, so this is a really early look at the game, but with six critic reviews out, hitting a seventy three. Mm, 
Who knows what this on game PS is going to be? On the yeah. PS5. I think that's the only one it has uh, scores for right now, if Yeah, I'm everywhere else is unscored. Um, but, I mean, it's early in there, but, uh, hey, if you're looking for a little game, I, I think the, the pro of this is that it's, what, 30 bucks, So it's not a full price title. Um, yeah. Let me just make sure I'm, t- I'm saying that correct, uh, correctly. Team Rumble cost. I'll say this. I will not touch this, but I, was, I revealed to you earlier today, before we started recording, uh, you asked about this, and I was like, I'll be honest with you, man. The only time I've ever played a Crash Bandicoot <laughs> game was in Uncharted 4. Like, <laughs> that is yeah. it. Um, um, I, I, yeah, I'm gone. Yeah, but even even if it's like that, I think it's more about, like, the genre, because I don't think it's traditionally yeah. what a Crash game is in terms it's a cl- of... It's a Crash flavor for yeah, a different yeah. kind of game. Yeah, yeah, but... Um, interesting that, that this is, uh, the coming out and, uh, you know, who knows what the, the final score is going to land at, but so far hitting a 73, but what's, uh, what was that price that you were looking uh, at? 29.99. So it is like oh, okay, a more good. of a budget price game as well. Yeah. Um, like this is the sort of thing I would try for a day if it was on, um, game pass PS plus or, or game yeah. pass. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which by the way, this is releasing on PS five, PS four, Xbox one, Xbox series X. So um really wherever other than the switch and pc which is a little surprising it's not on pc at the very least with that. i mean it seems like a um, switch game too you know yeah i like like i'm yeah yeah <laughs> anyway <laughs> um last game of the metacritic ground up here uh layers of fear now i know what you're saying layers of fear didn't that come out in the year 2016 you got it for free peter when you were a freshman in college um was it 2016 or was you like got it for free what happened um it was uh one of the games with gold oh okay okay um yeah 2016 um well no well yes that did happen but no this <laughs> is not that same game uh this is a sort of remix by bluebird team uh it's, again it's also titled layers of fear uh this is before i even really get into it I just want to hit you with scored 74 on ps5 uh, 71 on Xbox Series X and a 71 on PC. So in the low, mid to low uh, 70s here. Uh, but so this is like a remake of Layers of Fear 1 and 2, uh, sort of bundled into one package, and it includes um, all of the like like DLC that came out for both of those games, but like all of that stuff, it seems, is is like mashed into the package and then there is some additional content in there um it, it's kind of puzzling to be entirely honest with you uh based on that like layers of fear isn't that old is very accessible and playable um layers of fear 2 i think came out in 2018 so like that's even you know that's i guess five years at this point but um still very accessible or uh, like you can still buy it and find it like really anywhere on all modern consoles and whatever. So it's, it's a little curious as to why this was done, but uh, what, do, what do these scores tell, tell you, Justin? I mean, it's, it's a, what a remake of, is it a remake remaster, whatever. It's a nicer looking version of other average horror games. <laughs> yeah. So like my, the one thing I liked about layers of fear one was that I played it in a single sitting. Yeah yeah and now it was done i think uh i I watched the ign review for this because i was like actually curious about like what is this um when it when it came out and i think they give it to six by the way but um they said it was 13 hours of like a bunch of stuff (laughs) so my my thing is like no thanks if if it's a it's a game i don't really like from a studio i don't really like you love them um uh, i have i have a cynical thought as to why this was made um, but did you have anything else to say about this? What's your favorite Bloober team game? Uh, I guess, so I've only played two. 
Um, but I'm going to say Layers of Fear Damn. because it was shorter than the medium. I was hoping. And, I, and I, liked, I liked it. I did like it more than the medium. Now, if this is the only Layers of Fear you ever played, you might like the medium better. Wh- why? Because this was longer. This is a 13-hour one. Oh, yeah, probably. The uh, second one. Um, but I think, uh, let me say this. I yeah, I don't know. Anyway, go on. I don't want to make you make that Sophie's choice right now. But I think <laughs> the the kind of difference there is new content in this. Uh, I believe right. it is a third uh, a writer that is trying to bridge the two stories between each yeah. other. Um, the first one stars an artist. The second one stars um, uh, an actor. An actor. And then this this is like a writer stars. I say. Um, and the, it's same world, but the stories don't necessarily link to each other in this game by putting them all together is trying to make those connections connect, I guess. I don't know how effective it is or not, but I mean, it just is more of the same. So, um, even more baffling why they called it layers of fear, not even layer of fears or layer of fear or the fears. Yeah. Layer of fear remaster or something any throw a colon something after it make it make sense yeah yeah just to like make it clearer make it right? make sense but so here's why i think this was made all right and and i was thinking about this and so let me know if i'm if i'm if i've got too pointy of a tinfoil hat on right now uh, so this was made in unreal engine 5 mm-hmm. um which is is a pretty new engine still uh there's not like a whole lot of games out that you that use it notably right now like fortnite is Unreal Engine 5, like that, I think is the biggest game on, on UE5. But um, to me, this seems like a really safe way for them to teach their studio the ins and outs of Unreal Engine 5 without their first Unreal Engine 5 project being the Silent Hill remake. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's anything... That, I don't think that's uh, a bad idea. In fact, I appreciate that a studio would put that kind of care and attention into... Uh, making sure that they have their big chance at the at a big budget game to uh, go as smoothly as possible. Um, it, it, to me, though, this would be a much better suited game to come out during Halloween. Like I always say, like the, the, like the October, like I'm sorry, it's June. I'm not thinking of a horror game right now. No. And if they were uh, doing bet, this as like a, a technical yeah. test, like why did they why did they release it now? Unless we'll Silent Hill's get, coming out this year. I, well, I guess the, the thing is, like, people think Silent Hill's coming out. Um, also, like, you know, if this is just supposed to be a test, though, and this isn't supposed to be, like, the big blooper team game, then, yeah, don't, then just throw this out whenever. I guess you know what I mean? If this was If this was just, like, an experiment, not really an experiment, like, more of, like, a like a learning thing, like, learning moment, like, yeah, just, just throw this together and then throw this out um, so that the team is ready for silent hill 2 which you know i don't think that like i think that they've been working on silent hill 2 for a while now um but you know just to make sure everyone's up to date with it and and whatever else and so again i don't know i have no idea what's going on behind the scenes here but that is how it comes across to me also a positive um the release price for this is 29.99 usd for the standard that makes it a lot easier of a pill to swallow yeah like so if you want to get everything together it might be the best way to do this like i've played layers of fear one i never played two or the dlc to it so like maybe if i would would be interested this would be the way to do it so you know i i to me i don't think this is predatory and i think what you said Mm -hmm. is a really good point to make and and i think go bloober team my favorite game studio let me say this Bloober team, I'm rooting for you. I, well, we want you to be good. Like, I want you to be good. I, like, I thought Layers of Fear was a good starting point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then they so like, like, then they made uh, Blair Witch. 
Yeah, they did. Oh gosh. The ending was good. Was it? Yeah. And did then they made play, the, um, the medium ten ten out of ten. Did you play uh, Observer? Uh, I that's another game I bought on my Switch that I never opened because it was a sale, <laughs> but it's there. I bet that would probably be my favorite blooper team game but yeah it looked not by it looked much. fun it looked fun it looked interesting enough uh justin let's talk about diablo 4 you've been playing it is that diablo right Diablo 4. yes i am i have joined the demons and i am a necromancer mm. um and uh i don't know if this is going to be the selling point y'all want um but this game is uh diablo is it good Diablo? Yeah, I think I think Diablo, uh, specifically Diablo 3, was my starting point with it. I never played one or two. Um, but Diablo 3 is that perfect kind of game. It is the the typical game of pressing buttons, killing things in, in mass waves, and making numbers go higher. Um, and I think this game, Diablo 4, has really perfected the loop of every time you go through a dungeon, every time you go through an encounter, you get a little bit stronger, whether you level up your character, whether you um, uh, get new armor, uh, whether you get another uh, you know, uh, upgrade or ability that you have. Um, there are so many reasons to keep playing, and you constantly feel feel like you are getting something out of it. Uh, I started playing as the um, necromancer. So basically, um, I'm like a, a little, I'm a, I'm a weak little ne- necromancer that has uh, currently eight skeletons out to do my bidding. Hmm. Um, and then I'm like behind them, throwing like magic over them, trying to like crowd control and stuff like that. Uh, but this is really a game that each class plays so differently that you can replay campaigns as a different character and get a lot out of it because they feel so unique to each other um and even you can spec your necromancer in so many different ways that my necromancer would be very different from your necromancer and there you know i could theoretically play several necromancers and have each one be a unique one i could have one that sends my skeletons out to um explode people explode people or curse people from a distance or I could be one that doesn't even send out skeletons and I just have a, a lot of magic that I do. So I keep people at bay and do a lot of crowd control magic and stuff like that. Um, but for those of you who have never played a Diablo game before, it's basically a dungeon crawling loot game. And the difference about this particular one is that it is kind of like an open world, always online game, very similar to Destiny. It's not a first person shooter, obviously. It's one of those isometric games when you're on top of everyone. Uh, but you're basically going around this huge open world. You can kind of walk where you want um and then while you're doing your main story quests and sometimes side quests you might run into a world event that asks you to go to this obelisk and defend it for a couple minutes or find this big creature that has a spawn that you have to attack and because it's always online you can either be with a party of your friends or just a party of random people that spawn into your server um so it feels a lot more like lively than past Mm -hmm. diablo games specifically for someone who, who generally solos it like me and I also think the story is done in a really interesting way. It starts off with a, 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 a you know a blizzard fifteen minute cutscene that is like pretty epic with how it it's animated and how it looks. And throughout yeah. the whole game, you keep developing 
um, the the story in a way that doesn't feel so throwaway. They have cutscenes most of the time in engine cutscenes that will kind of like zoom in on your character models to do stuff, which all look really good. Um, and they are doing a really good job of telling a story, even though most of the time it's like follow this person to the cave. Oh no, they're actually a bad guy, or oh no, they actually died and turned to a demon. Like it's not like mm-hmm. breaking the world with its story, but it's enough to keep you going. And then once you do beat the main campaign, I'm sure at that point it's going to be a lot of just like grinding in dungeons, getting your character stronger, and all this kind of stuff. So. Um, it's a very dense game too. A uh, lot of numbers, a lot of systems to work with. And I, I've probably played it for about eight, nine hours at this point. And um, I'm not a master of it, but it is constantly rewarding me and constantly making me want to play. And this game is a complete time sink. All of a sudden, uh, it's like four hours later and I'm like, oh shit, I didn't know oh, what, what happened. Like, <laughs> it's just like that kind of game yeah. that like it's very addictive. So I guess my question, Peter, what is either keeping you from playing this game or what is making you excited to play this game? You know, it's interesting. Sort of as you were talking about this, I was sort of thinking like, oh, this, like, that sounds interesting enough. Would you say it's a good, like, is it a decent place to start if I had never played a Diablo game before? You have, you have to know nothing about any of the other Dis- okay. Diablo. Um, and again, I kind of jumped into three and it was kind of like, what the hell's going on? But I can be a, a witch doctor that can throw frogs at people, so that's fun. No witch that doctor in this game. Interesting. But, um the the story skeleton crew yeah just my my skeleton homies but this game does a lot better at i think telling a coherent story without any context um Mm -hmm. through its cutscenes and through its just characters that you meet throughout it um and there's some interesting side stories too like there's this one story like you're just walking and you see this guy kind of like you know shouting with his hands on his head and he basically says that his son has been haunting him um since he sent him to this asylum so can you please find out what's happening and make him stop haunting me and then you basically go to this asylum uh you find the ghost of this guy's son that you eventually have to defeat uh, then you come back and you talk to the guy. He's like, I defeated your son. He's like, but the voices are still there. And then he's like, I have to deal with this now. So then he just leaves and disappears. So who knows where he went or whatever, but they have like a, a bunch of those little stories throughout, um, that kind of make you just, even though you're just basically going through dungeons and grinding, um, it gets, you gets you interesting. And the gameplay loop is so satisfying. Numbers get up big, get bigger armor, gets stronger. Where are you uh, playing this? I'm playing on PS5, but they have really good crossplay um, mm-hmm. b- between, um, like, if you know, uh, for I, I think I'm pretty sure there's crossplay between different things because you can like basically get to Xbox uh, your characters to Xbox, PC, whatever, really easily. Um, it also has couch co-op as well um, if you're oh, interested in cool. playing with someone uh, next to you. Um, I, I remember back in the day, uh, Claire played a little bit with me of Diablo three uh, when that first came out, and I got obsessed with it. Um, and this one too, we haven't had a time to sit down together and play it, but I'm Mm. sure she, it's like, you don't need to know much. You just press buttons and, and attack enemies. So, uh, it's accessible enough and, um, you can make it as hard as you want. Have you heard of the hardcore mode? (laughs) No, it's basically permadeath with your character. Um, it's a hardest difficulty level. And once you die, um, your character just gets deleted. Um, there've been Mm -hmm. a bunch of issues with people's characters getting disconnected from servers. And then I've seen that. They're just like wiped. Yep. And then you're wiped for no reason. So that kind of sucks. But, um, but, but the good thing about that is that each character you play, it's so unique from each other that it doesn't necessarily feel like a loss, uh, all the time. I mean, obviously the loss of time, but there's just so many ways you can play this game. So many things that you can do. Um, I, I highly recommend it. I wouldn't say it's like changing the world of video games. It's not changing the world of Diablo, but it's new yeah. and fresh enough and has perfected so many of the systems that they've done with one, two and three that I think it's the, not only the perfect 
jumping on point, but it is the uh, perfect Diablo experience that you can uh, find. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. Um, so you are not alone in uh, enjoying it so far. Uh, according to Blizzard, uh, Diablo 4 has made $666 million in just five days, um, which what is a kind number. of a fun what a little number. number for a game like this, right? Um, they also they, they release a, a bunch of different stats. I always like when game when like publishers or studios do this, when they're like, here's how many times players have died or how many demons they've killed or whatever. They did one for a Star Wars Jedi Survivor that was kind of fun, although it didn't say how many game crashes we've gotten. Hmm. Uh, crash reports. <laughs> um, but yeah, I always, I always like this sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, 666 million in just five days, which I mean, just shows what a behemoth something like Diablo is, which is interesting too, because like, I, like I am familiar with Diablo, like as a concept, but like up until you, like, I, I don't really know anyone else who's played it, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, it's sort of interesting. I mean, even just going to show more of what I'm sort of talking about here with the, the how much money it made. Uh, Diablo Immortal, the mobile game that I, so I did play that one like a little bit for work. Um, that made uh, five hundred and twenty five million dollars in its first year. Um, so obviously Diablo four outsold it. But I think that Diablo four probably was going to anyway. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Especially because. Diablo Immortal is a free to play game. You know what I mean? Like you just the money comes from people, you know, buying loot, I guess. I don't really remember well, what you bought in that game, but um there's a battle pass. Uh mm. I haven't really gotten too deep into the battle pass system, but there is a battle pass that you can buy for season for each season. And I think they said a season of Diablo is about three months. Yeah. Um obviously the the real challenge is going to be can they keep updating things and making their seasons worth it but i think even the the hope of new characters like second there's a witch doctor deleting everything i don't care where i'm at i don't care i don't i know i don't have to delete them you get 10 character slots per i'm deleting everything they're all going to be witch doctors yeah wipe it all wipe yeah, it all wipe yeah, it all start all from the beginning slots. yeah I knew, a lot of um, witch doctors a lot of witch doctors out there so yeah 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 just let's talk about the news Ooh, let's do it So you were gone, right? And like, I don't know if you knew, uh, Summer Game Fest happened, what? which is kind of like, it's not new E3 based on everything I've heard about it, um, but it is kind of <laughs> <laughs> like, like it is like the, you know, the big summer event, you know, uh, and I mean, I think the really big thing to come out of Summer Game Fest was the Xbox showcase. I know that there were multiple other showcases and like um, a lot of journalists and stuff got to go and like play games hands on. I know a lot of people were came out like very hot on like Mortal Kombat 1 um, and, and stuff like that. But um, I, I specifically want to talk about the uh, Xbox games showcase. Um, but were, were there before we do, were there any like other showcases that you happen to catch or hear about that sounded interesting? Um, I mean, I, I looked a little bit about the um, Ubisoft one. Uh, yeah. I wanted to see a little bit about Assassin's Creed Mirage. Um, that, but By the way, that conference wasn't great from what I scrolled through. Didn't watch it. It's, uh, it's the sort of thing where, like... If I'm not, if I don't have to do it for work, I'm yeah, probably not gonna yeah. watch them unless they're like the big ones. You know what I mean? Because I find that like a lot of the like third party publishers feel like they have to have a showcase yep. to remind people that they exist, which like I do understand and like can empathize with. But like, very rarely is that showcase worth the thirty to forty five minutes absolutely um, that that they get, or even sometimes like an hour. Um, which is like uh, like there's this Nintendo showcase or uh, direct that's happening tomorrow, which is by the time you're listening to this, it's already happened. Um, again, if you're interested in hearing us talk more about that, Always Patreon.com be slash Xbox Pod, three dollar three dollar 
deluxe podcast producer, whatever. Um, th- th- 40 minutes is how long it is tomorrow. Like that is very, in my opinion, very respectful of your time. The PlayStation showcase was two hours and wh- like, what was there? You know what I mean? Like, like Spider-Man, I guess a long Spider-Man deep dive that I didn't yeah. need that much of. Um, Microsoft, a solid hour. Was it one? Oh yeah, because it was one hour of games and then another hour of Starfield stuff, which I want to talk about. Oh yeah, um, but I got things just to say. I thought that this that this showcase was like a ten out of ten, like incredible showcase. Like it, really, like it started strong, finished strong, like the whole way through. I really liked it. It, what it did, you did think? everything you wanted in a showcase, uh, except the one more thing. Um, and they even. Uh, like preempted that by saying their one more thing is the star starfield uh, uh deep dive is they kind of well i guess they did have the one more well, they, thing they did, they did have one more thing but right? like is that the one, the one more, more thing, thing in, in question by the way is right. the xbox series s that coming in black now and it's a one terabyte hard drive space as opposed to and, 500 and gigs. still 540 349 right 349 is, yeah. is that how much uh, the other one is or is that I thought the other one was 400 or no no the other one is 300 oh okay okay that's fucking so ridiculous people this more. is ridiculous think of that 300 dollars for an xbox yeah that, like that is like incredible like today and and even then like like i'll be honest with you don't buy it for 300 bucks like there you'll get 20 dollars off oh, there you easily, know 50 dollars off like um, um, or even I bet like for like Black Friday this year, I can see a hundred dollars being shaved off that thing. Like oh, and then yeah. at that point, it's like pretty good. Um, but, but yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So to me, that one more thing is just like, oh, here's a console. And then this direct like it, the console itself wasn't like a new thing. Like it wasn't to me, that wasn't exciting. That would be my criticism no, of no, it. No. But that still doesn't mean it's not a 10. They did everything you wanted from uh, having developers talk about their games slightly to giving banger after banger with little awkward with no uh, awkward transitions between it to setting yeah. things up to clearly signposting what is a world premiere and what is going to be on Game Pass day one. Like if you are looking for the way to do one of these digital press conferences, look at this one. That's two years in a row. Xbox has killed it. And they even yeah. fixed it this year by not making these ridiculous promises about everything's going to come out in the next year. Um, yeah. And like I liked, I thought last year's showcase was really good, but in retrospect, like I was a little too hot on it because like they were just over promising. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Whereas this I thought was, was pretty, um conservative in it like it's release dates and whatever and they didn't say have like make any of those claims right of like oh this is coming out all coming out in a year right right like, and this um, did this did what the the playstation uh conference didn't do is it made you excited about the future of xbox yes and that's yes, all it has to do like you know like a lot of this stuff wasn't announced like coming out even in 2024 um some of this stuff was like soon like the clockwork one the bioshock clone or whatever mm-hmm. that was like this is gonna come out i don't know when due time Eventually. or whatever they said yeah um but you have these like things that like oh it's going to be coming out oh this could be coming out eventually and it like i just thought it did such a good job of making you excited for this year next year and in the future for xbox plus updating you on games that you wanted to talk about um fable what do you think of fable um was that the guy from the it crowd i think so yeah yeah 
Um, so I played Fable three, I think back in the day, uh, not very long. That's, that's for sure. Uh, th- this was, <laughs> to be honest, one of the more disappointing trailers that sort of showed up for me just because there wasn't any gameplay. Like it wasn't clear, like what, like I know what sort of game this is going to be obviously, but like, it wasn't clear to me what, um, like, like how it, it's going to play, what the goal, like not the goal of the game, but like the, what, like are the mechanics going to be? Obviously like, it's going to be a third person, like action game, but like, is it going to lean into the action side of it? Is it going to le- be more of a, um, like social politics thing? You know what I mean? Like, like I think that it was just sort of a big question mark. I think it nailed uh, the, the trailer did a really good job sort of establishing the tone and the just general, like, Oh, there's, you know, exciting fantasy stuff. Um, but yeah, other than that, like this was the, <laughs> the only one that I was actually kind of like, curious to see about a, like what is this gonna be and then i didn't really get that answer but um what did you think i think it set up tone in a way that uh is like funny and it's not the same tone as the original fable and it's kind of like not your daddy's fable you know what yeah. i mean it seems like it's a new take on the fable uh world and remembering that little fact that this stuff is not these like uh, pre-rendered cutscenes. This is all in-engine stuff. I think that makes me excited for it because I think it looks great. Like if yeah. this stuff is in-engine, I think that looks great. I think the scale stuff that they're working with, with like the fact that that uh, guy at the beginning is a, giant, a giant, right? Like and they that. have that, that like fight fun. scene with it. I think that's cool. Um, I think the world looks beautiful. I think all of this stuff looks really great. So if this is what the game is going to be, it makes me excited. And I think it's making me more excited about Fable than if they just do another kind of Fable with better gameplay mechanics from 1, 2, and 3. I've played all three yeah. Fables, and I like them. But like this looks like it's going in a different and interesting direction, um, mm-hmm. a, a more modern direction. So I, I kind of... I see possibilities in this trailer and I see it's a new direction for the series. So I'm excited by it, even though I agree. I wish it showed me a little bit more. What's the HUD look like? You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying. So like, I get like, it's a fantasy game. I'm the sword fighting, whatever, like fighting giants. Sure. But like, is that what the game is? You know what I mean? Is it like, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yes. Yes. It did not do a good job of showing me what, the fable game is going the the gameplay is going to be doing when i'm holding the controller you know it showed it set up a tone for what i know it can be and what it's going to be um and that they apparently have uh pretty modern looking glasses in this um in this time period yeah but i thought that it was fun that it was like an interview thing oh yeah and and fun Um, and just smart how they did that turns out he's like the enemy that apparently you kill yeah yeah uh, I don't necessarily want to like go down this full list oh, and no, talk no. about every I, single I, thing. I wanted just to, to start without that specifically because I think that was like the tone setter. Like, yeah. they started off with something that people were talking about. People want yes. to know where Fable was. That's how you yes. start a showcase. Whether you were disappointed Agreed. with it or not, like the fact that this is what Fable is, we're starting with this, people care about that. Perfect way to start yeah. it. Um, Star Wars Outlaws. I know you're a, I know you're a Star Wars fan. Yeah. I myself might be a Star Wars fan. Did this uh, did this trailer do anything for you? Also, they they went deeper into it. Like they showed like gameplay uh, and stuff like that on the, the Ubisoft, Ubisoft one. Yeah, thing. yeah. I didn't watch that um, because I saw this trailer. I know what this game's gonna be. Uh, like I am. I've played Ubisoft games. I I get it. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. This game like looks like I'll play it when it comes out, but like I'm not going to think about it until then. Oh, yeah, I agree. I think th- this is one of those that perhaps as we get closer to it, it makes me more excited about it. Um, but the fact that you have a Star Wars game that's in the world of Star Wars without having to, to rely on Jedi, I think is such an important thing because I love the world of Star Wars. It doesn't just have to be about yeah. Jedi. There's so much other like stuff that you can go with. Um, I've been uh, watching Bad Batch, and I think Bad Batch does a pretty good job of like getting um, these stories not about Jedi in there mm-hmm. in a really interesting way. Um, they actually, uh, not to talk too much about Bad Batch, but they go into politics in a way that's really interesting, like with clone rights and stuff in this season that I th- find to really be compelling. But I, I say that to mean that you don't need to have space wizards in order to have compelling Star Wars stories. The world is interesting. Yes. The 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 characters are interesting. I think this game could be really interesting, or it could just be another open world, go to the top of the tower and <laughs> open the world kind of game. It's hard to tell. For me, with with Ubisoft, like I just am assuming that that's every single one of their games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Until like reviews show up or like I get to play it or whatever. Um, like I'm sure this game will be fine. Uh, I think it is smart for them to not do Jedi stuff or like at least on its surface not do Jedi stuff. I think if they're smart, they won't do any Jedi stuff because that has been such treaded ground, right, with Star Wars. Um, and especially with games like Jedi Survivor and Jedi Fallen Order, like is Ubisoft going to beat respawn at their, that combat? No, no, no way. You know? Um, so just do something totally different. Make a shooter. You've done shooters before Ubisoft. Like that, this will be, this will be at least like, I trust that they can make this game. This, we heard about this a while ago, right? In like leaks or something like yep. that. Yep. Um, and we were, we were, I remember like talking about just like, Oh, this seems interesting as a concept. And like as a concept, as a trailer, I was like, yeah, this, this looks interesting enough. Uh, but all, I think all Ubisoft games do for me personally, so I just have to wait to see um, until uh, until it's in people's hands. But, but do we know when this is coming? No, right? No. Ambiguous. I mean, eventually. It, it said 2024. Uh, 2024. But, like, uh, I would not be surprised if this is one of those delayed games. Like, it seems so early in it. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, because, you know, I think that Ubisoft tends to crank things out pretty quick. But who knows? Um, I want to briefly talk about 33 Immortals and just to make a point. Do you, do you know what this is? Uh, yeah, this is the um, the Thunder Lotus game, right? Yeah. So Thunder Lotus made Spiritfarer. Great game. Which is a game that made me cry really hard, so hard that I had to stop playing it. And uh, oh, you didn't finish it? <laughs> nope. Did you, ever, do it. did you ever watch the last moment? Nope. Oh, dude. You talk about crying. Is it sad? Let me tell yeah, you. that's the thing. I was. It was like it was so sweet. It was such a sweet, bittersweet game. But yeah. like, uh, all, uh, all I'm gonna it. say, if that game had a dog instead of a, a, a cat, mm. I couldn't have done it. Interesting, interesting. Um, well, Thirty Three Immortals is the is Thunder Lotus's follow up to Spiritfarer, but this is like a Thirty Three refers to like it's a Thirty Three multiplayer like raid action game um, that kind of just like looks like a mix between like. Um, uh, there is oh like Hades and Destiny, mm-hmm. um, which I think is an interesting concept, but like it makes me a little sad because Thunder Lotus did such a good job with its writing in Spiritfarer, and like I thought that that was just such a delightful little like departure from like battles and raiding and like all that sort of stuff. That like I'm a little like not bummed, but because like, I'll I'll be interested to see this once it comes out. But like I'm a little skeptical. Does that make sense? 
I, I would agree, but I would say wait until we see the final product because I'm sure there yeah. will be a story with this. You know, like they, it is a lot more actiony looking of a game, but I'm pretty sure that they are. I mean, they're known for making kind of unique subgenres in a way, like yeah, the the whole boat resource management sim of uh, Spiritfarer was so unique. But the story is really what made that game special. So even yeah. if you do have this hook of the 33 people playing at once, I'm sure they are going to come and bring some kind of story that is interesting or engaging in it. At the very least, man. The music in this game is going to be a oh, it's going to be banging really good. soundtrack. Yeah. Sometimes I'm still on my on my uh, playlist. I get the um, the fishing song uh, pops up, and boy, if that if that song doesn't make me just want to run through a wall, I don't know what will. <laughs> no, uh, agreed, agreed. Um, let's do the let's do the Persona twofer. What do you think? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Persona Reload, Persona 3 Reload uh, is a remake of Persona 3 sort of in a style that brings it up to date with like Persona 5. Um, this trailer popped up what was going through your brain. Uh, I'm really glad I picked Persona 4 as the game that I played when those two games <laughs> Can came you imagine? Out. Can you freaking imagine if you were struggling through? Do you know why through? I did Persona 4? Why? Other than everyone recommended it over Persona 3, but it was because I was like, I've heard rumors that there's a remake coming. <laughs> And I was like, I, you know, I it's can not that only I don't imagine thing, but. how if you were struggling through it and then all of a sudden this thing comes out, you'd throw yeah. you'd throw your PS Vita into the screen. <laughs> yeah, this looks good, though. Uh, this is just a remake of Persona 3. Uh, it's apparently not going to include any of the FES. FES was like the Vita version or something like that. It was like a it's like the Royal. Like, you know, how there's like Persona yeah. 5 and Persona 5 Royal, Persona 4, Persona 4 Golden. FES is like that for Persona 3, which uh, allowed you to choose which protagonist you want you play as a man or a woman mm. uh so you can only play as a guy in this uh which is i guess upsetting uh i mean like it just seems like such an easy thing that like atlas just do it <laughs> like like just do it you know they, they're always weird about like additional content though um and there, there was uh, other stuff in, in there as well that isn't making it in there in into the reload but uh, i'm excited for this i'll play the hell out of this are you kidding me um yeah i want to play this really bad are, is this interesting to you at all I assume not really. I'll be like, ro- enough I'll, to be interested. I'll start Royal one day. Yeah, yeah. Well, Justin, if you're interested in the story of Persona Five, um, can I direct you to Persona Five Tactica, which is a tactics spinoff game of Persona Five? Uh, I assume, like, I'm curious if this is going to be like a sequel then to Persona Five Scramble or not Scramble? Well, Scramble is what it's called. Uh, it's got two names. What's the other one? Strikers. Uh, I'm curious if it's going to be like a follow up to that story. It, um, to me, it looks like it's the characters that get transported into this alternate world. Yeah, I wasn't super sure. Um, I, I'm interested in this. I don't love the art style. I don't love the, like the chibi sort of thing, but that's just me personally. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll play this, especially it's coming to Game Pass. But I mean, like, I might I'd buy it. If, yeah. If, like, depending on where i wanted it what's the, what's the last last tactics game you've ever played hmm marvel's midnight Suns. oh okay so and you like that yeah i like tactics you don't you you, you don't seem oh i actually enthused. like I, I just no no you said that i remember i wanted to play i want to play um midnight sun it's pretty good yeah at some point um, yeah, I, I, I'm not enthusiastic about this game because I feel like, uh, the best tactics game I played is, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses and the tactics was my least favorite part of that game. 
Sure. So like maybe if I'm hearing this is the one, it's on Game Pass. I might I might be able to play it, but. Um, yeah, tactics games are, it's like I, that there is a, a, a extensive hurdle that has to, I have to overcome in order to want to play those games. Yeah. Uh, and like, I'm not saying that like, I, I'm not interested in Persona 5 anymore. Like I still am. I, it's, it's fantastic, but like there's so many spinoffs and there's so much of it. And like, I played it twice. Like I'm kind of ready for the next thing that they're going to do with Persona. Like with Persona 4, like it, it's even if they remade it, like it, like I assume like Persona 3 Reload, like it's going to have its own unique sort of like visual style and and like certain stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas I, I feel like we've been sort of treading the same ground with like the whole Persona 5 thing for since 2017, you know? And it's not bad. It's it is good, right? But it's just like. Uh, maybe I'm ready for whatever comes next for Persona, the Persona series. But I guess we still gotta wait. You mean like metaphor? Huh? The game metaphor. What is that? Is that something on here? Yeah, it's some of the creative talent behind um, Persona Three, Four, and Five. It's it's a vi- oh yeah yeah that looks great. Yeah. Now, what is the company behind this? It's Studio Zero, and it it is people who were involved with persona right yeah let me let me see what happens here at the end of this um, trailer but like this logos. looks like a to me whatever this game turns into it looks pretty darn cool um it looks yeah. like the story itself looks epic and world shifting it does have that like persona vibe to it it has these cool cutscenes that are reminiscent to the kind of games that i am really like connect with um it's i don't know is, is it a uh rpg game in which you are doing turn-based I, I i didn't necessarily get that from it i think it is right it looks like it yeah based on just like some of the menus that they cycle through here uh, and we didn't see any like combat i don't think they had a there was a um, couple of like clips of it looking like party management but not like specifically yeah. like whatever. right that's what i mean yeah 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 um, so I don't know. I, I think this could be a potentially interesting game that might, uh, grab my, uh, attention. Um, yeah. and, or it might be a game that I'll bitch needs to come to switch for years to come. And then it never does. Sure. Or it sure, does and sure. I buy it and I never do anything with it. No, a thousand percent. Did you, did you see, have any interest in Avowed? That's the other oh, Obsidian game. Yeah, that's so the, yeah. Other Avowed. Uh, PI. So remember I didn't watch any of this live and I saw people yeah. making fun of it. In what way? Like, I think it looks okay. Uh, It's the sort of thing, like, I I need to see more of it. Um, They said that it's more akin to the scope of, like, the Outer Worlds, which they made, you know, um, sort of similar tone as well. Um, Yeah, I I mean, I think people are making fun of it for, like, a downgrade of graphics from what they showed to begin with. I thought it looked fun. I liked it. Looks, it looks like I'll play it. I think Obsidian is probably one of the best studios that Xbox owns. Right. I trust them to make a good game. So I trust that this game will be fun. Um, and where I feel, and we'll talk about this in a second, Starfield is less of the um, Skyrim that I want. This one looks like it is more of the Skyrim that I want, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's probably right. Um, no, I, I think that's fine. And, well, sure. there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I look at this, I know what I'm going to get, and I'm excited by it. And I assume that the story is semi-decent. Combat looks fun. The powers look fun. Um, I'm kind of into it, personally. And I think I wasn't yeah. as into it till I saw this particular um, trailer. Now, Avowed is something that I've circled in my head as something I will play when it comes out. Yeah, no, a thousand percent. And you know what makes it way easier to play when it comes out? Um, it comes out in one of the three months of the year that I have off. Yeah, and it's on Game Pass. Oh, yeah, friend. Game Pass, yeah. 
yeah. And it's on Game Pass. You know what I mean? Like that oh, also yeah, like absolutely. that makes it so easy for me to just go like, yeah, I'll play this. Yep. You know, I don't know if I'll finish it. I don't know if I'll like it, but I will certainly like give it the time of day. Um Hellblade 2, I know that you are hotly anticipating. Uh, I'm excited for this. We finally saw it after not hearing from it for, I think, two years. I think the last time we saw it was at uh, the Game Awards, um, where they fought a giant baby or something like that. Yeah, it was like that weird giant thing chasing them. Kind of creepy, actually, but... Uh, just a cool game. I'm excited. Uh, I think part of the uh, the excitement of this game is the technical and visual mm-hmm. um, accomplishments of a game like this. The gameplay for the first one was fine. It was fine. But like so much of the technical aspects of it were extraordinary that I'm excited to see what they do next with this. Um, mm-hmm. And if I'm correct, wasn't that the um, actress slash creative uh, who works on it who introduced this oh she did yes she um, she said that they just wrapped yeah like, filming or like like i don't know what you would call it filming shooting like the acting portion of it now it's all and and you know it was just they had someone in the studio put on the motion capture suit to like do it to, as a as a stand in and they were looking to cast it but she did such a good job they just kept her in the role oh that's cool that's such um, a cool thing which is you know pretty awesome like to highlight someone who did such a good job of it um, but yeah, just looking at the preview, beautiful looking game, really excited for this. And you know what, my friend? Game Pass. Game Pass. And not to be not to be a little petty boy over here, but uh, there's a, a release date pop up on the end of this. Yeah. 2024. You, oh, man. I'm so upset. Did you counterpick it? I did counterpick it. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, uh, Dave. Happy for you. Sorry. I'm you know really what sorry, else Dave. I'm happy, happy about? Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. Uh, <laughs> I, I played the first like five hours of, of Yakuza Like a Dragon, and now my man, is it it's, uh, Ichiban? Yeah. Washes up on like the beaches of Hawaii, I think. Uh, that seems like fun. And I'll play this game. What a classic Austin Powers joke of um uh, of him being naked in it, and then them cleverly like covering like hiding, him up yeah, and hiding yeah. it with it. Uh, and I mean, if I think a great way to describe the humor of this game is Austin Powers. So if you <laughs> want to know what you want to expect, that's the kind of that's the kind of bar. But I mean, I love this game. I'm endeared by this game. Wasn't this supposed to come out this year? Uh, I don't know. I thought it, it was, uh, but they announced it was it's 2024. Set for 2024. Yeah, yeah. So, um, regardless, I'm excited for this game uh, to come out whenever. Though I do have to say, I think one of the reasons I liked this game so much was because it was my first Yakuza game. Sure. And once I played Judgment, I realized all these games kind of have a similar flavor to them in terms yeah. of like its goofiness and its story and stuff like that. Um, but I did enjoy the combat a lot and it was a really fun RPG. So, um, I'm looking forward to this game to come out and I will play it. It looks, it looks like fun. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Um, I can, I can absolutely get down for it. Uh, Justin, the DLC for, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 got shown off. Are you, do you have any interest in, in trying that out? It's hard to tell. I think one of the things with me, and I know we do this as like an enthusiast kind of podcast. I like to play new stuff that comes out new to that year and DLC technically doesn't fit into that. And even in the best of times, I rarely go back to DLC. So I feel like me putting the 120 gig download of Cyberpunk back in, in order to play this and I have to pay for it. Right. Yep. Yes, you do. I, yeah, and like no, no offense to like the fact that this isn't free. I'm not. A, that's not what I'm asking. The 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 
ask of me to pay for something and download something and play an older game like this. I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, it's been what a year and a half feels like since what? Uh, cyberpunk uh, three years, my friend. Oh shit. So 2020 was the year of cyberpunk about that. Yeah, definitely not. But, um, if the Witcher DLCs are anything to compare it to, they are sub- substantial and significant. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure this will be good. Uh, I, I think I was listening to kind of funny talk about it and they said they played it for like two, three hours and they didn't even meet, um, Idris Alba in it, who seems to be like a major character in it. So, yeah. Um, either and that, it seems like they got, Oh, sorry. Ron. Uh, I was like, either that means he's not in it that much or there's just that much content in the game around the main story. I bet he's probably in it a fair amount. I mean, we felt that way about, uh, what's his name? Keanu Reeves. Yeah. And then he was like in so much of it, you I know what I mean? The whole and, and, time. He's back for he's back. He's know, doing back. More stuff. I'm back. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. <laughs> um, uh, and then the last thing here is is Starfield. We got an extended look at this uh, uh, game. Uh, Justin, I'm. I know like uh, this might not be your kind of game, but boy, howdy, am I excited for this for Starfield? I, I think th- I, I would say this is not my. It's not not my kind of game. I'm worried about how big it is, if that makes sure. sense. Um, I, it is It is something that I am also worried about because it's just like the overpromising that's so blatant is tough for me to sort right. of swallow. And let's say it's not overpromised. Say it is a mixture of um, an Elder Scrolls game and uh, what's that one that everyone compares this to? Um no Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. If it is that, I don't know how those two games work with each other. They even had that moment in the deep dive when they're like, here's this planet you're on. This is the the planet system. They zoom out. Now you're in the galaxy. Look at all these things. And like, assuming you can go to each one of those. Yeah. I like, you know, in Mass Effect 1, they had a similar thing when you could go to all these planets. And it was like, you got there and there's like the same sand creature and everything. And you could like put some probes down. And it didn't feel like those added to the scope of the game. Well, it's it's like they said during the the showcase, like there are going to be like story planets and there's going to be uh, resource planets, right, right. resource planets, you know, are good for mining and, and farming and whatever else. And then the story planets are like where things happen. But also you think about like the size of a planet, right? Right. Like, <laughs> like, does each planet have one city in it? You know what I mean? Like, like on, on planet Earth, there are many significant cities, right? Of all right. sorts of cultures and places. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I, I do, I do worry and, uh, like, in terms maybe of worry is the strong word. Like, I just don't, I want to make sure like if, when I'm playing this game, I don't feel like I'm wasting my wasting the time is the wrong word. I just want to make it sure it gives me a bit of a stomach ache. Yeah. Like I get it. Yeah. yeah. Like I could see myself potentially spending 120 hours in this game and I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if that's a pro. Right. Is it like, are you getting lost in the world or are you lost in general finding where yeah. you're going? Yeah. Which is yeah, something yeah. I, I had an issue with with uh, Fallout 4. Right. Of like, where's the fun? Where's the fun hidden? Tell me what to do. And it's like, you could build a base. I'm like, Fallout, is it fun to build a base? And they're yeah. like, well, it's interesting because you can control that. No. Tell me with a straight, like, look at me in the eyes, Fallout. Is this fun? <laughs> is this what you want me to do or, or should I do other stuff? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You can join a guild. I, okay. Is that interesting? <laughs> Starfield, you could build a spaceship. Oh, fucking, is that what I'm going to spend my time doing? Uh, I mean, I think the deep dive was perfect for this game. I And I think Agreed. that that was a perfect way for me to, like, understand what the game is. But, like, 
regardless of any of my hesitations, any anything about that, this game looks impressive. Oh yeah, and, and like, did you see? So they revealed that it's going to run at thirty frames per second on both Xbox Series X and S. Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! If cool. it runs at thirty, if it runs at a stable thirty frames per second, it'll be the best performing Bethesda game ever oh. made. Hi, <laughs> I heard that Got somewhere. Him. I don't know where, so it's not me. But like, you know, like, like I don't care because that combat's not going to be like. I'm sure it's going to be fun enough, but like, I don't think that it is. Like okay, Skyrim is is technically like an action game, but like the combat isn't like in my opinion the focus of it. It's no, about explo- no, no, exploration and like storytelling and yep. that sort of stuff. Yes, there's combat in it, but it's like that's not the point, right? I, I would say like same with like Fallout. Fallout has an interesting combat system, right? But s- same sort of deal. Like I don't think that like actually shooting is what makes those games fun. That yeah. game fun, yeah. right? Um, so. Yeah, I don't care. And if it's stable at 30, like a stable 30 is just as good as 60 in my book. You know, getting it to a stable 30. Now that's that's the question, right? But right. Um, I'm not worried about it. It'll be fine. The game looks like it's fun. Is the game fun? Because if the game is fun, I don't give a shit about the frame rate. I'm in. You know? Yeah. I, if the game is fun, I don't care how it looks. <laughs> well, and Zelda's the perfect example. It looks like a game that came out in the year 2017 because that's what it is. Right. I mean, like, that's what, like, it is based exactly. on. Exactly. And, and it looks great and it it's fun. It plays great. It's fun. Uh, some, there occasionally gets some slowdown. There are some, some frame rate issues, right? Occasionally, but, like, it's, but fun. like, it's a fun game to play. Like, I'm, I'm not playing that, but is this 60 frames? Is Link falling down this hole? It's, no, I don't care about that. Like, you don't need right. that. So, right. And, and, and I think, like, I think you could point at me and say, like, you're a hypocrite, Peter. You had some issues with Star Wars uh, Jedi Survivor. And I would say, right, because I think a stable, a stable frame rate is important for that combat. It's important for that platforming. It's important for all the things that that game asks you to do. And, and that game the, the technical issues you ran into specifically with Star Wars were more than just frame rate, rate issues, too. It was yeah, like it compounding was on everything else. Yeah. Yes. So, yes, I understand it makes me sound like a hypocrite, but guess what? Context is important. Um, that's all I have to say about Summer Game Fest. Do you do you have anything else? No. Uh, I, great showcase. Uh, had me interested from beginning to end, and I think yep, that, yep, yep. that gameplay deep dive, they did a great job of breaking it out so it wasn't part of the conference, but it was like in addition to it. So yeah. we have our conference. Now we're going to spend uh, not way too long. We're going to spend a good chunk of time going through the game with people because we didn't know yeah and i think, I think what about. you said at the top of this is is like really poignant and like so true about like that playstation showcase didn't make me excited for the next three years of, of playstation right. which is what like jim ryan opened with right with, with that showcase this is like the next year and a half of xbox it seems and yeah all this stuff i pretty much looked at everything and was like i would give that a shot yep. you know like and, and most of it's on game pass so right. like damn it I'll, I'll play that i'll play that all day um I want to touch on one more thing here before we we close out so that we can talk about Zelda in a little bit more of a spoiler context. Uh, EA, uh, a company that has been in a weird, not a weird uh, situation lately, but like EA went from. EA has always been the sports people, right? But then they've also done a lot of great stuff with their original things like Dead Space and Mirror's Edge are two. Um, th- those two launched at around the same time and we're sort of like, hey, EA can also make some pretty good original stuff. Um, and then sort of waffled a little bit as it like killed killed franchises because uh, they weren't profitable enough. You know what I mean? Like Dead Space 3 made money, not enough for EA to be satisfied, right? Um, 
But now it's sort of turning a new leaf. Um, with investing in its originals again, right? With things like It Takes Two, with things like the Dead Space remake, with things like um, other stuff as well. I'm right, okay, everyone? Listen, I don't have the games in front of me, but I'm right. <laughs> They're investing in, in single-player experiences a little bit more. Oh, fucking Star Wars, Jedi Survivor. All, like, that is an EA original, right? Um... Basically, they're splitting into two divisions now. There's going to be EA Sports, which, uh, believe it or not, handles all the sports stuff. Oh. Um, and then EA uh, Entertainment, which is basically everything else. So uh, I think hopefully this gives us a little bit more of a consistent like idea as to what to expect from these sorts of things. Um, I know that like I would assume that something like Apex is an EA game, right? But it is going to fall under that EA Entertainment. So it's not necessarily saying like, EA Entertainment is only going to be those single-player original games, you know? Um, but that there's going to be some separation between the likes of FIFA and I think they do Madden as well, um, and your Star Wars Jedi Survivor and whatever they end up, if they ever end up doing like Titanfall or something like that. So, I don't know, kind of interesting. How does it, what does this feel like to you anything yeah i think uh, i sometimes think uh breaking up a company as big as ea like this uh makes sense because what works for the sports division does not work for the single player division so i think it's yep. going to make better quality uh single player games and sports games to a certain degree just you know focusing your expertise on what what you need to do um we were talking a little bit before the podcast like currently ea sports is getting sued for uh, all the issues that they're they're dealing with with licensing um of their uh college athletes in their ncaa football uh series uh with who gets paid and all that kind of stuff so i mean that decisions that are made for the sports branch of this versus the entertainment branch of this i think are very different the problems that they deal with it's just going to make a more focused and streamlined activity uh, uh not activity a uh, more streamlined and focused um workflow for them and i just think um, I, I wish more companies would be able to break their focus like this a little bit and just not have this big, big, big top level thing and focus specifically on their specialties. So I think this yeah. is interesting. Um, I still wonder why, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Here's another thing. Here's another thing. I think this also means that potentially like if these are separate studios and separate companies and entities now, you could say, Xbox could say we're purchasing EA Entertainment and not EA Sports, right? Or like if they want to, if it was like Ubi, because I feel like EA, the EA original stuff and like some of the Ubisoft stuff kind of goes hand in hand, like like as similar yep. products, you know what I mean? I, I could see a reality where it's like Ubisoft and EA Entertainment are merging into, you know, whatever they're going to call that, right? Or something like that. I think that could be a side of it. Or even, I don't know who else does, like, other sports games. I know, like, there's, like, uh, Sony does whatever 2K. that game is. Uh, the show. Oh, oh 2K, yeah. yeah. 2K, the um, MLB The Show. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I think that could be interesting as well. So, I don't know. Um, and I would assume mo most of the money comes from the sports division, to be frank. Oh, yeah. I mean, because, right, like, like those games are, t like, the best-selling games every yeah. single, yeah. <laughs> every so single year. If, I, think, I think that you make a great point about how that could be them preparing for a future acquisition without cutting their whole company up. It's just like, here's part of our company that we maybe aren't going to focus on as much anymore, so maybe you can focus on it. I don't know, mm -hmm. Nintendo. <laughs> right, right. But also, like, I think, you know, 
hopefully, as you were sort of saying, this can change the expectations for what EA entertainment games need to be, right? So that they don't need to have battle passes or whatever in their single player games. And and I think EA originals have been pretty good at that recently. Yeah. Um, not incredible, but like not like totally all the way out. But like that way you can just reserve that for you know, whatever big multiplayer games they have going on. And then also the EA sports section of things. So, um, we'll see what, what this ends up being, but, uh, I, I think that it might be all right. Um, Justin, I think that's going to wrap up this episode from Hitbox. but don't worry if you're listening to this and you're like, it's only been an hour and some change. Like I want more. Uh, guess what? We're talking legend of Zelda tears of the kingdom spoilers again. It's a big game, so like, if you're not finished with it, don't worry. This episode will be here. It'll be, be waiting, waiting for you, but when you are. Yeah, and yeah. you're going to be like, I want to talk about this game, but who else has finished it? We have, motherfucker. We That was aggressive, wow. sorry. Uh, <laughs> we need a little bitch. <laughs> exactly, right? Like, um, No, we have. We have, and we're talking about it. Uh, we have th- thoughts and feelings. And Justin, I haven't talked about this with anyone yet oh i've i've been waiting to like i know you like everyone like everyone i've been talking to it's like well i'm still on the third dungeon i'm like okay you're you're we got some time i saw my brother for the first time this year i think Uh, no i think i saw him in february doesn't matter i saw him for the first time in a long time we're both playing zelda uh and and so we hung out this weekend and i was talking to him and i was like have you finished zelda yet because i finished on friday and he's like no i'm on the third dungeon and i'm like seeing him he's playing all the time on he's my on my friends list you know what i mean he's like got 85 hours i'm like (laughs) ah dude like that's the way to play the game though. Like, yeah, like, just like take your time, like explore 85 hours, third dungeon. Like, yeah. Anyway, um, gosh, I'm so excited to talk about it, uh, which you can listen to, uh, it, again, a separate, separate episode. Let us know how you feel about these sort of separating these spoiler casts. I think like personally, if I were listening to this, this is what I would want, but, uh, you will have to let us know about all that sort of stuff. Um, before we head out though, Jump into our Discord server. Link to that is in the description of this episode. Support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash hitboxpod. I already gave you the whole spiel. Um, come a $1 podcast producer, a $3 deluxe podcast producer like Jane Nolan, Dave Parker. You got the spiel. We're talking Nintendo Direct. Um, I think that's going to be a fun conversation. I'm excited to see what Nintendo has set up for the rest of the year because um, we basically just, we know they got Pikmin and then what else? There's rumors that there's like a 2D Mario game or something like that. Who knows? Who's Who's to say? Not me. Or I guess me when we talk about it on the episode. Um, but uh, you can find that patreon.com slash hitboxpod. If not, twitter.com slash hitboxpod. Follow us there. Review us, rate us on your podcast player of choice. That would be incredible. Justin, I think I got it all. Anything you want to add? Yeah, so there's this ad on my screen for mm-hmm. caramel cold brew M&Ms. And I got to be honest. Ooh, that sounds delightful. I'm hungry. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been on that. I've been on that fitness train trying to trying to slim down a little bit before I go on vacation oh, uh. Uh, for photographs, and I don't want to be. I would much rather be eating caramel macchiato M and M's. Is that what you said? No, caramel cold brew. Oh, your that mood shifted. Good. You went from being excited. Oh, <laughs> screw no, the cold brew. No, that sounds brew. good. I, that sounds pretty good in an M&M form. Yeah, sign me up, Justin. I do that, I do that. Um, oh, there is something we forgot. Uh, <laughs> Avatar Frontiers of Pandora is coming out later this year. That'll be it for us. <laughs> 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 You've played Ubisoft games. You know what the fuck that game's going to be. 
<laughs> it's Far Cry with blue people. Sue me. What do you want from me? Uh, <laughs> we'll catch you next time. Uh, always remember, old games are old. Bye. Bye. I'll stop recording. <laughs> <laughs>